The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Tuesday the 1st of September. In your Squiz today, a high-profile Australian TV anchor is detained in Beijing, a COVID roadmap for Melbourne, the first observations from the Royal Commission into Natural Disasters, and a masked-up MTV Awards. This is your Squiz today. In news confirmed last night by Foreign Minister Maurice Payne, a high-profile Australian TV news anchor for the Chinese government's English news channel has been detained in Beijing. What's known so far, Claire? Her name is Cheng Lei. She is an Australian who was educated at the University of Queensland, by all accounts very well-known and particularly a well-known Australian in the Beijing expat community. She is in detention. That's been confirmed to the ABC last night by Maurice Payne. Her family said that they're confident that due process will be observed. Her two young children are with family members in Melbourne. Uh, Of course, it's very concerning because there is another Australian who is in detention in Beijing. That's Yang Henjung. He was detained early last year and there's reports that he hasn't been able to access his lawyers for quite some time. Of course, this is an issue with Australia's relationship with China not being particularly great of late. And in July, you'll remember that DFAT issued a new travel advisory warning Australians that they may face arbitrary detention in mainland China. It comes also as Beijing announced that they're launching another investigation into our wine trade, this time into alleged government subsidies for the industry. Yeah, really bad day yesterday for China-Australia relations. That new investigation comes on top of the dumping inquiry that Beijing launched about Australian wine a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's an issue, of course, because China's our biggest trade market and it's a really important market for Australian wine exporters. Yeah, worth about $1.3 billion last year, that wine market. Lots going on in the Australia-China relationship. I'll put links to our relevant Squiz Shortcuts episodes into your show notes if you want to get more of the backstory. Over to COVID news now, and Melbournians can mark Sunday in their calendars. Premier Daniel Andrews is set to outline a roadmap for the way out of stage four restrictions, though he's already warning it'll come with a lot of asterisks. He says he doesn't want to say something is going to be certain when, of course, we know with the coronavirus that things can change very quickly. There was a lot of pressure building on Daniel Andrews to try and outline exactly what getting out of those stage four restrictions in Melbourne and stage three restrictions across regional Victoria looks like, particularly for businesses that want to get back on their feet. Numbers in Melbourne stayed below 100 yesterday, though the death toll went up to 41. 33 of those were deaths in aged care that occurred over previous weeks and needed to be added to the tally. Just on aged care, Health Minister Greg Hunt has announced an extra $563.4 million to help with staffing issues in aged care homes, as well as help for those choosing to care for elderly relatives at home during the pandemic. While we're on COVID, Claire, Australia's carbon emissions will hit a two-decade low when the 2019-2020 numbers settle. COVID restrictions have contributed to that. Yes, and led by a big decline in jet fuel emissions. They're down Mm. 79% when we're looking at that April through to June quarter. Uh, Also, just general petrol emissions from cars being off the road, they're down 25%. There's still a reckoning to be done on those numbers, the final cut of what 
what our carbon emissions in the financial year 2019 to 20 is going to be done in November. Something else that COVID-19 could have an impact on is the legislated plan to increase compulsory superannuation contributions. They're supposed to rise from 9.5% to 10% next July and then up to 12.5% by 2025. But there's talk that the Prime Minister and the Coalition may put those plans on ice because of the coronavirus. It's brought some XPMs out of the woodwork. Yeah, we got the treat of Paul Keating and <laughs> Kevin Rudd yesterday as a duo. They've both warned off the Morris and government from changing those legislated increases to the compulsory superannuation guarantee. Paul Keating, of course, is the grandfather of Australia's superannuation system. And Kevin Rudd, who was bearded yesterday, <laughs> uh, spoke very vehemently in, in protection of those increases. Uh, they say that the Morrison government never really wanted them uh, and are using the coronavirus as an excuse. Prime Minister Morrison and our Treasurer Josh Frydenberg have said that they have no plans to make any changes, but there does seem to be a warming up uh, for changes to be made. The Royal Commission into National Natural Disaster Arrangements has released some interim observations two months out from wrapping up hearings and submissions. One thing that's pretty clear, Claire, is that there's a lot of work to be done to be more ready for disasters in the future, especially around better national coordination of emergency responses. Yeah, they said that there's a lot of confusion when it comes not just to the various levels of government, but also how businesses, communities and individuals need to uh, coordinate their efforts in order to avoid disastrous loss of life and property in the future. It says that that needs to get a lot better and the National Cabinet seems to be one way at least that government can uh, better coordinate, particularly during a national emergency and that's been done in the coronavirus pandemic. Over to some sports news now. The US Open has kicked off the first major tennis slam since the Australian Open back in January. There are a few COVID-induced differences, no fans, no media except the broadcast teams. Players are living in controlled environments in a little tennis bubble. They'll also have to get their own towels with very limited ball kids on the courts. The favourites to win are Novak Djokovic for the men's and all eyes are on Serena Williams as she chases a title to equal Margaret Court's record of 20 for Grand Slams. And just as the US Open is the first Grand Slam to happen under these new COVID times, the MTV Music Awards took place last night. The first big awards show to do so under COVID went off with a mixture of live performances to no audience members and pre-recorded performances. Lady Gaga, BTS, The Weeknd, some of the big winners, Claire. And Lady Gaga's masks seem to dominate the night. Oh, I know. <laughs> if anyone was going to do those properly, it's Gaga. Yes, and she did make an appeal to the rest of the world to put their their masks on and not to be selfish to actually look after each other and that was one way to do it she says uh, she really did dominate the awards too she took out artist of the year and top song for her rain on me duet with ariana grande that's where we've gone for our subject line today i've taken a lyric from that song which is i'd rather be dry but at least i'm alive so yeah there's a lot of that today <laughs> so good luck Good luck to them. <laughs> it's a bit of dark wisdom in that particular lyric. Uh, winner of Video of the Year was The Weeknd for his hit Blinding Lights. And of course, being the MTV Awards, the Red Carpet Gallery is pretty crazy. I'll pop a link to that in your episode notes. 
Before we go, congratulations to Natalie Miller and Emily Fitzpatrick, who each snagged a $200 Net-A-Porter voucher for referring people to the squiz during last week's competition. Other than that, Claire, aside from a pinch and a punch for the first day of the month and the first day of spring, and I think we've got the news yeah, done. Yeah, we do. But oh, and, yeah. of course, um, you're heading off for a few days before you get married. I... So I'm sure <laughs> regular squizzes will wish you very well for the weekend. Thank you very much. Kate, of course, will be with you over the next few days as usual. Have a good one and we'll be back with you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN vpn.com forward slash squiz today.